Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This case is insane. The protocol for solving a murder mystery is usually fairly straightforward. Police and forensics arrive at the crime scene. They ID the victim, start hunting for clues, and chase down any and all leads that may point them towards the killer. Investigators interview possible witnesses, family members, and friends of the victims in hopes of getting a better idea of the suspect's motive. And hopefully, all of this leads straight back to the killer. Now, this is a process we've seen over and over again in movies and TV. But we know life is not scripted, and many murder cases do not get solved in real life. So what happens when leads dry up and the case goes cold? What then? This is exactly what happened in the murder case of Teresita Bassa. Teresita's murder was a mystery investigators were hoping to solve. And they would get a tip from someone who led them straight to her killer. This tip came from the last person anyone expected to hear from, Teresita Bassa herself. Her ghost helped solve her own murder. Oh, and she also provided tangible evidence so police could prosecute her killer. Talk about a ghostly intervention. I can promise you, you have never heard anything quite like today's case. I'm Avery Ross, and this is Avery After Dark. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here for today's episode. You know what's up. Make sure you're following along wherever you listen to Avery After Dark. If you're watching here on YouTube, subscribe, leave a like and a comment, and turn on those post notifications. I post brand new episodes every single week, and I don't want you ever missing out. And if you haven't already, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It all helps so much in growing the show so I can continue creating more and more for you all. Now, without further ado, today's case. Teresita Bassa's story was covered on Unsolved Mysteries years back, and a co-creator of the show ranked this story as one of the show's top creepiest cases ever. That really says a lot, doesn't it? This story starts on a cold winter's night in Chicago. On February 21, 1977, the fire department had received a call from the Pine Grove Avenue Apartments. Residents of the lakefront residential building reported smelling smoke somewhere in the building. Firefighters got to the scene and they found the fire was coming from an upper floor apartment. They run inside, locate the apartment, open the door, and see the living room is engulfed in flames. And the source of the fire seemed to be a mattress in the living room that had been torched. Thankfully, firefighters were able to put the fire out quickly. Unfortunately, they soon realized that the fire was not accidental. It was used to hide a crime. They initially thought the apartment was empty as they didn't hear or see anyone, but then they discovered something truly horrific. They lifted up that mattress and found the body of 48-year-old Teresita Bassa. This had now gone from a fire to homicide, and police were immediately called to the scene. They found that Teresita Bassa had been stabbed in the chest with a butcher knife. 
The more they investigated, it looked like the killer had set a fire to cover up the murder, destroy evidence. From the jump, the case perplexed investigators, as everyone who knew her had nothing but lovely things to say about Teresita Bassa. This was a woman who had no enemies and lived a quiet life. She was not in the midst of any big disputes, divorces, breakups, so police dug a bit deeper. They found that Teresita Bassa had moved from the Philippines to the United States in the 1960s to pursue music. She loved music and felt that America would be the best place to chase her dreams. However, after getting to the United States, her passion for music was overshadowed by a newfound love, helping people. Teresita started a career as a respiratory therapist and worked at Edgewater Hospital in Chicago. So Teresita was a lifesaver. Her job was quite literally helping people breathe, helping people live. Amazing. Co-workers who knew her spoke of Teresita and said she was a dedicated professional who gave all she had to her work. There wasn't anything Teresita wouldn't do to help a patient, no matter how long it took. Family, colleagues, friends, all described her as a smart and unassuming woman. So who would murder Teresita? And why? Chicago detective Joe Stahula was assigned to the case and said there seemed to be no apparent motive here. Very little evidence. From the fire and smoke, all fingerprints were destroyed. So that was a dead end. There also didn't appear to be anything stolen or missing from Teresita's apartment. But they did find one thing, a note. The only clue investigators had was inside Teresita's apartment, they found a note. This note read, get theater tickets for AS. Hmm, who was AS? It appeared Teresita had written the note herself, and this led detectives to believe that she could have been expecting someone with the initials AS at her apartment the night she was murdered, but also thought it could stand for something else entirely, like a business. They didn't know who or what AS was, but the initials were branded in their memory. Investigators interviewed friends and family, and according to her friend, Ruth Loeb, everything was per usual leading up to the day she was murdered. She said Teresita went to work as she always did the day of. She reportedly left the hospital around 5.30 p.m. and spoke to Ruth for about 30 minutes. Before ending the conversation, she said she was expecting a male visitor whose identity she never mentioned, and she never gave any clue as to why this person would be visiting either. But that was it. A note with a mysterious AS initial and the fact that Teresita said she was expecting a male visitor the night she was killed. This case left investigators stumped. So with very little to go on, the case went cold. Nearly six months passed with no movement in the case. When one day, police received a very mysterious call that began to unravel the entire thing. Detectives were shocked by the tip, as it was just as mysterious as the murder itself. This call would take this case into the world of the paranormal, the unexplained. The call came from a Chicago doctor named Jose Chua. He prefaced it by saying, he knows this is going to sound insane, but he claimed that his wife Remy was having visions about Teresita's murder. If that isn't chilling enough, he added that Remy was going into trance-like states where Teresita Bassa was possessing his wife and speaking to him from beyond the grave through her. A full-on possession. And according to him, her ghost was naming her killer. At this point, Detective Joe Stahula was desperate. 
and was following up on every lead he could in hopes of solving this case. And being a seasoned detective, he had seen and heard his fair share of strange things. So he decided to pay a visit to this couple in hopes he could learn more. Detective Sahula sits down with the couple at their home one day and asks them to give him more information. And he found that the couple had a connection to Teresita Bassa. Dr. Jose Chua had heard about Teresita's murder from his wife, Remy, who worked with Teresita. She was also a respiratory therapist at the same hospital and knew Teresita. Remy also was from the Philippines, so the two women had a lot in common. Jose and Remy went on to tell Detective Stahula about what they had experienced, and it was otherworldly. They said late one night a few months back, Remy had worked a long shift at the hospital. So she decided to go to the hospital lounge, lie down, and take a short nap. She said the second she closed her eyes, she immediately sensed that she wasn't alone anymore in the room. She felt a presence. She then opened up her eyes to see the ghost of Teresita Bassa. Remy said she couldn't believe her eyes and froze. She said she began to pray and did not know what to make of seeing Teresita's spirit. A couple weeks later, the couple had another experience. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. This particular evening, Remy had gone to sleep early. She said she was feeling extremely fatigued, just not feeling quite right. So she went into the bedroom and lied down. A short time later, Jose went in their bedroom to check on her, see if she was doing okay. And it was then he leaned in and asked Remy how she was doing. And she began to speak, except it wasn't her voice coming out. As Remy's eyes were closed, Jose heard a different soft female voice saying, help me. He was completely stunned and was trying to get his wife to talk more and more and he asked her, who are you? What is your name? The voice coming from Remy emerged again saying, I'm Teresita Bassa. You must go to the police. They can't find my killer. You have to tell them his name is Alan Showery. He's an orderly who works at the hospital. Tell them. Now, this was actually before Jose knew anything about Teresita or what had happened to her. He said this entire exchange lasted a few minutes until eventually his wife woke up. He told her all about what had happened, that she became possessed, and that's when he was informed about Teresita's recent murder. At this point, the couple didn't know what to make of this, but said they didn't say anything or go to anyone as they feared looking ridiculous and honestly didn't think anyone would believe them. But then, a few nights later, it happened again. Teresita was back. The second time, as his wife laid next to him asleep, Teresita's spirit possessed Remy again, 
And this time, Teresita's spirit was much more insistent. Jose recalled and said the voice emerged again and asked, Why did you not go to the police? Why? He answered her and said that he didn't because they would need more than this. They would need proof, evidence. The voice, Teresita's spirit, then replied back and said, I have proof. I have evidence, and I will give it to you. Teresita continued and said, After he killed me, he stole my jewelry, and he gave it to his girlfriend. After this time, Jose and his wife felt that they needed to go to police with this information. Detective Stahula listened to this couple. He had worked as a police officer and detective for years, and he said he knew when someone truly believed what they were telling him. He had a sense, as many great detectives do, when someone is telling the truth or when someone is lying. He said he knew this couple completely believed what they were telling him. But what this couple was saying was out of this world. It seemed unbelievable. And he was struck by something when he hears their story. He immediately hears the name Alan Showery and recalls the note in Teresita's apartment with the initials AS. Maybe this isn't so unbelievable. So from here, Detective Stahula really feels like he might be onto something. His next stop is Edgewater Hospital. There, he gets a background check to see if there is an Alan Showery who works at the hospital. And it turns out, he does. He works there as an orderly. Detective Stahula finds out that not only did Alan know and work with Teresita, he only lived a few blocks away from her. Detective Stahula then sat down and interviewed a few other co-workers of Teresita's at the hospital. And they tell him that actually, Alan was supposed to go over to Teresita's to help her fix a TV the night she was murdered. Just a few days before this, police had nothing. Now, Detective Stahula believes he has a really strong lead. He could crack this case wide open. He brings Alan Showery in for questioning, and Alan admitted he had gone to Teresita's apartment that night to repair the TV. So he claimed he left and went back home to his apartment he shared with his girlfriend, and that was that. But Detective Suhula, with his investigator instinct, knew there was more. He kept pressing Alan, but wasn't getting anywhere. So he went to Alan's girlfriend, a woman named Yanka Kamluck, and asked her if Alan had gifted her any jewelry in the past few months. And she tells Detective Stahula, why yes, he has. She brought in the jewelry for investigators to look over, and Teresita's family members were also brought in. They look over all the pieces, and instantly, Teresita's family recognized a jade necklace that belonged to Teresita, along with several other pieces of jewelry. One of these was a ring that Alan's girlfriend was actually wearing. Teresita's family pointed to it and said that Teresita was wearing that exact ring the last time they ever saw her alive. Detective Stahula went back to Alan Showery and told him that Teresita Bass's family ID'd the jewelry that he had given to his girlfriend as belonging to Teresita Bassa. Confronted with this, Alan Showery made a full confession. He said he had gone to Teresita's apartment that night to help fix a TV, but as he was returning home, on the way back, he came up with a plan to murder and rob Teresita. Alan admitted he came back, knocked on her door. When she opened it and let him back in, he attacked her and put her into a chokehold until she stopped struggling. He then went into the next room, pulled a mattress into where Teresita was, and set fire to it. But he discovered that Teresita didn't keep much cash in the apartment, so Alan took her jewelry and left her there. 
Alan Showery, despite confessing to her murder, pled not guilty. And when a mistrial was declared because of a hung jury, it looked like he was about to get away with murder. Alan then reversed and admitted his guilt. Now, the obvious explanation for this reversal was a sentence reduction. But many people think that Teresita's ghost paid him a visit in prison. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison and served only five years and was later released in 1983. And it's been reported that no one has really seen or heard from Alan Showery since. The story of Teresita Bassa hit newspapers across the U.S. as the case where a ghost solved her own murder. And to this day, Remy maintains that she was possessed by Teresita's spirit. And detectives really have no other explanation for what happened or how it happened. One of the biggest takeaways from all of this is without Teresita's spirit coming forward with that tip about the stolen jewelry, police would have never have known it was missing. They had no idea it was ever even stolen. And thus, police would have had no way to prove that Alan had stolen it, tying him directly to the murder scene. When reflecting on the case, Detective Stahula called the entire thing bizarre and said he doesn't know what to think. But following the arrest of Alan Showery, Detective Stahula became the butt of the joke around the police department. His colleagues, other police officers and detectives, would reportedly leave him phone messages pretending to be ghosts, spirits. Now here's where things get even more chilling. After the arrest, it was reported that three other Edgewater Hospital employees also saw the ghost of Teresita Bassa after her murder. But none of them wanted to come forward or were afraid to out of fear of being made fun of or called crazy. And it gets even creepier. After this case, a book was written about the entire ordeal in 1979. Everyone was talking about it. People wanted to know more. A ghost solving her own murder? Come on. This was unlike anything anyone had ever heard of. So the Chuas began working on a book with writers, editors, and working with a publishing team. And all of those who were involved in writing this book started experiencing some really strange things. They began receiving mysterious phone calls at their offices. Office supplies, papers would be moved, hidden, or on some occasions fly off the shelves on their own. And they too believed that this had to be paranormal. This entire story is so interesting because of how many people experienced paranormal events connected to the case, connected to Teresita's murder. You have Jose and Remy, the three other Edgewater Hospital employees, as well as all those who are working on the book about the murder case, all having supernatural experiences. Wow. I find it so fascinating that after Jose didn't go to police after that first encounter, Teresita came back and was like, what's the deal? What's taking so long? It seemed that Teresita Bassa was going to get her murder case solved, no matter how long it took. It's just astonishing. We, as humans, have limitations. Those in the spirit realm do not. And it gets even deeper. Edgewater Hospital went on to actually close in 2001 after 72 years of serving Chicago. Why? Because of a massive Medicare fraud scandal involving some of the medical center's executives and doctors was exposed. And the hospital went down quickly. A lot of really shady stuff went down there, and after that, Edgewater sat abandoned for years. It was truly frozen in time. The place was haunting. 
So in the end, this hospital that connected so many of the players in this case decayed into this nightmarish memory of decades past. In recent years, Edgewater was purchased and turned into luxury apartments. All in all, this case leaves me absolutely bewildered and amazed. But what do you think? Do you believe that Teresita Bassa's spirit really helped solve her own murder? It sure seems that way, doesn't it? I would love to know what you think. Leave your thoughts here in the comments on YouTube. Subscribe, leave a like, and get ready for our next episode. Until then, I'm Avery Ross, and this is Avery After Dark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 